tuned in to After Hours, recordings from the end of day one at the photography show. Some alcohol was consumed during the recording process, so you may hear the occasional bit of bad language, but on the whole, I think our guests kept themselves incredibly well sorted. Enjoy the conversations. Okay, first in the hot seat. It is an absolute delight to have at the photography show here with us. Anna Mystery, Anna, it's been a while since we've chatted. I know, hello Graham. It's it's so nice to actually finally meet you in the flesh. Now, um, I don't know if you listeners at, at home know this, but I, I've always wondered what Graham looked like. And when you, when you finally meet him, it's interesting because he's about four foot seven. <laughs> he's got ginger hair, he's balding, and he is rather flatulent, but you know, he's very different from the voice you hear on the podcast when you actually see the man but that's what I think adds to his mystique how are you Graham? I'm very well thank you and yeah I'm kind of a bit annoyed that you're really shattering the illusion of, of, of all that I do with Instagram filters and video filters to convince people that's not the case but you know it, listen I'm working on the flatulence <laughs> is this the first time you've been to a photography show? yeah it is I've been actually trying to come for about three or four years uh, life has always got in the way so it's really nice to finally get away and find a moment where I can be here and um, meet lots of people in the flesh and just see what's going on so I've had a really good day yeah you picked a good year to come as well I think I mean you've got interest in digital stuff as much as you have in analog stuff but there's there's quite a lot to see here today isn't there yeah I think on the digital front, it's been interesting because I came here actually to, with a few specific lenses to buy and what's, what I've realised and what I've been told is that there have been lots of problems because of lockdown. So a lot of the big Japanese manufacturers can't actually get their lenses over. So though they're showing things, you can't actually buy them, which is really nice. Um, but the thing I've really enjoyed also is the, the whole analogue area where there's so many people that I've been able to meet and see all this absolutely amazing stuff that people are doing now in the, in the whole f- film photography community. And despite not being able to buy any lenses, you did manage to buy something today, didn't you? Go on, let's hear about your purchase. It's quite sweet and I'm quite jealous. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so it's called the Minox AL and uh, it's a Minox camera and um, it's in white and it's quite a rare version. Uh, it looks like a mini stormtrooper. <laughs> and I, I bought my first Minox a few months ago in Brighton. I then found a second one online and it's dangerous getting into the world of Minox because they're so cute uh, but they, a lot of them are very unreliable as well but there was a stand run by a guy whose name I've forgotten, sorry mate, but um, they specialise in Minox cameras so they had all these beautiful sub-miniature cameras and he told me that they lend them out to film productions uh, and they advise on you know 70s and 60s spy films and make sure things are visually accurate and to the era. But that world of Minox is, is uh, a dangerous path to go down and you can spend a lot of money there. Actually, uh, there was somebody who went to buy and inquired about getting a white one after you'd left. And he was like, no, sorry, I sold the last one. <laughs> Which was to you then. <laughs> no, the guy was really nice because um, I bought the camera. He couldn't get his machine to work. I left him my card and he said, I'll just send, um, send you an invoice by email. So uh, I think I'll just cancel my Gmail account and uh, <laughs> do a runner like a Sweet true card. spy. Yeah. Um, no, but really, really nice bloke. Great camera. Yeah, it's also And I mean, another point and shoot, because obviously you are quite well known for having rather a lot of point and shoot cameras anyway small compact point and shoots so 
what was it about this one that you felt you needed? Uh, I think the main thing was that I didn't have it. And uh, <laughs> the second thing was it was in white. And the third thing was, frankly, I came here really wanting to buy something. It's yeah. like uh, being a child at Alton Towers and your mum's given you a bit of pocket money and you reach the end of the day and it's burning a bloody hole in your pocket yeah. and you haven't bought anything. And I was on a mission to buy something and this was, frankly, cheaper than a Sigma. 14 to 24 2.8 which comes in at about 1200 pounds so uh, I think I've saved a bit of money and yeah. I realized I could rent the Sigma lens for 50 quid so it's a win-win I think so I've got more money left for whiskey <laughs> which, which is lucky because you know you get through a reasonable amount um, you're fairly prolific with your zines and publications what are you working on at the moment uh, there's a number of things so through lockdown, well, there's a longer term project which is slowly coming together. It's called Hometown, which I'm just trying to work out how to do it and who to do it through, whether to self-publish it or do it through someone else. And that is for about the past four or five years. Uh, every time I come back to Leicester, where I grew up, uh, I wander the streets and just capture life on the streets in Leicester. Uh, so that's one project. And the other thing is very different. It's it's a digital thing. Uh, can I say that D word? Uh, but I've been doing lots of street photography, and I, I'm a designer creative by trade and I've really got into this idea of augmented photography uh, and I mess around with street photography street photography I've taken and play with it and add things and but it's all stuff I've shot uh, and working with combining stuff from different shots that I put together where we're playing with scale and humor and weirdness so I think there's and I'm calling it street 2.0 I'm built putting the set together so hopefully I'll reach a point where there's enough to, to put a little book out that sounds great and as it's a work in progress is are you sharing this stuff on your website as you're going along it's all over I mean I this is my problem partly it's uh, <laughs> as soon as I make something I just share the hell out of it <laughs> so it's all over uh, LinkedIn Instagram Twitter LinkedIn, Facebook <laughs> I'll tell you what I get so many follows and, and so much interest through LinkedIn really? and it's yeah I mean in terms of as a professional photographer and building that side of my my career it's been one of the most powerful places through LinkedIn. I've ended up getting a massive corporate job. I've ended up um, getting a job doing shooting a, a magazine cover uh, with some very, very interesting, famous people on it. Um, and you know, this is the thing. It lets we, we have to step out of our, our little pockets of where we're comfortable and put ourselves in other places um, to make our work really stand out. Yeah. The other thing which you are quite renowned for and have given a lot of advice on is um, your street photography and the photo walks that you organise. Now, obviously, the last 18 months have been a bit of a, ah, with all of that. Um, are you starting to kick off more of those again? I've been asked that a lot recently, and, I, and there's definitely a need for them now, especially now that sort of, you know, there's... Actually, through lockdown, I did a few tiny photo walks. They were sort of kind of secret ones, not publicised, but I did little test ones with, you know, when we had the rule of six. So um, I call them six shooter, and they were little sort of private photo walks uh, with friends, which are really nice to get people out. Uh, but I'd like to start doing a big one. I think my biggest challenge at the moment has been through lockdown, um, as with many people, I, I had practically zero work for three months last year, and I've been playing catch up. Now my work has gone crazy. Um, and so I'm obviously I'm trying to take as much work as I can to play catch up. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'd love to start doing um, some more photo walks because, again, being here at um, the photography show has really made me realise it's, it's the connection with other people and meeting people face to face that makes it so exciting. So I, I need to I need that for my sanity.
Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all there, aren't we? All time at the bar, please. <laughs> Darn, a pub closing at six o'clock. That's no good at all, is it? Well, Anil, it's an absolute delight to have got to meet you in person finally. And we shall look forward to seeing what comes from all your various projects coming forward. Thank you, Graham. I, I hope that, that wart on your forehead goes away soon, but I, I think I know of, of a poultice for that, so uh, <laughs> I can speak to you later. A poultice or a liniment, that would be fantastic. Thank you very much, Anil. Catch you later, dude. Bye. Next up in the uh, After Hours Lounge, the Later Lounge, the photography show, it's Paul Mackay. Paul, how you doing, mate? Excellent, thank you. I am tired, I am uh, a beer down, and I am happy. You, this year, or at least today, have kind of not come with a stand full of f- film to sell. You've just... What's he been doing here, John, that I haven't been able to figure out? Just chatting to people as far as I can tell yeah he's just been chatting to people um, he's got a stand and I think the only thing he's marketing is himself which is fairly standard Paul um, have you had a nice day though Paul <laughs> I've had a lovely time my, my inference of break, breakthrough has not yet come um, <laughs> which I can only put down to the fact that I don't use uh, you know digital photography no um, it has been lovely like Yes, jokes aside, I, I do feel a bit awkward that I've not turned up with any film. Because people do keep saying, do you have any film? I go, no, and they say, why? And I, and I don't really have a good answer because it would, it would actually make a lot of sense. Um, so I might come tomorrow with some film. But um, yeah, I mean... Along the way, you've got some available, though, just in case. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just in the boot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had it with me. I just didn't want to sell it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll swing past the, the warehouse, I think, on the way tomorrow. But um, I mean, we had no idea we in general I think about like whether people would come whether analogue folk would come whether people would be up for buying and like <clears throat> all that kind of stuff or whether it would be more of a show and tell from brands and talks and everyone keeping their distance but it's felt really lovely and um, yeah I'm definitely gutted that we don't have a, a the full the full show that we thought we would have and that we will get back to next time. We will come with more more stuff and, and, and a bigger space and, and all that kind of things. Um, but ultimately, just being here and meeting up again with folks I haven't seen for two years. Like John, I don't think I've seen you for two years. Or people who I've only met during lockdown on social media or online, like Claire. Um, to meet them in real life has been really, really lovely. Um, so yes, I have just been wandering around chatting and really enjoying it. And of course, showing off. Now, is that tattoo fairly new? Oh, we're getting the gun show here. So, John, I'm going to ask you to describe what Paul is currently showing off. Well, it, it, you know, like it's kind of like a, <laughs> like a really hairy pair of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and if you squint, I think I can see the word Olympus on the head of the. Can we say this? I mean, you just did. Um, <laughs> Paul, I'm going to ask you to describe... And this and John's only been drinking tea. We ditched the drunkards. Um, describe your tattoo for us, Paul. Well, let me just first of all put my pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> After hours. <laughs> to be clear, no... <laughs> we're on show throughout that description. But thank you, John, for the mental image. Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to finish it there. Uh, no, my arm is now adorned with an Olympus OM1 and two little Robins. Which is lovely. And of course, Robin, the name of your lovely daughter. So that's very nice. When did you get that done? 
Uh, it's a couple of months ago. It's, it's after um, the Oxford Photo Walk. Mm-hmm. But I was talking about it. So I've been talking about it for years. It's my 30th birthday present to myself, and I am 34. <laughs> um, talking about it for years, and then it was Sarah Smith and... Uh, oh, and Alex Purcell, who were just like, yeah, so get on with it. And I was like, oh, fair enough. And then I did. Well, it looks very nice, despite <laughs> despite John. And I can only apologise to the listeners for John's stinking attitude. Um, you mentioned that this is not quite what you'd wanted it to be. Your presence here isn't quite what you want it to be. But um, And it's been a weird year for the photography show in general. I think having spoken to various people about their expectations versus what they found when they get here um it's all over the map some people are like, oh it's not as busy as i thought oh it's busy than i thought oh, it's bigger than they thought it would be small um but as a testing ground for the analog spotlight it feels like it's been a pretty great showing really and lots of interest lots of people how are you feeling about it going forwards i think that's spot on i think Definitely, throughout the day, I was questioning myself whether this was busy or less busy, and it's and it's nonsense really because what is expectations for a trade show after COVID? Um, I think for me, the, the the most important thing was getting that presence right and it feeling right, because then it can go up or down. People can come busy or quieter, but if it doesn't feel right, then that, that'll never quite click. But looking at the the way that people congregated and chatted and end up in random discussions and meeting people or doing deals they hadn't done before or listening to the talks. I thought the talks were freaking brilliant. Mine mine excluded, obviously. Um, the other talks were brilliant. Um, we did hear yours was particularly bad. Yeah, exactly. Feedback's been terrible and, and I understand that. So, um, no, so, so it, it definitely sits together. And I was talking to then the, the folks that have been we've been working with this on for the two years since it first came into idea. And they were both thrilled as well because we'd basically gone out on a limb massively and promised them that, you know, if they build it, they will come um, in terms of the analog community. And they just kept being like, I cannot believe every talk has people spilling out. Um, every stand always has people engaging. And I don't think that was true, actually, for the total show, necessarily. Mm. But every time they came past Analog, they were like, this is such an, a buzz, there's such an energy. Um, which is what we promised, so I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I, I would be amazed if they didn't see that part of this as a success, regardless of the numbers, sales, tickets, whatever, whatever. Like, in terms of a design of what they want, what we wanted, I definitely think it's, it's nailed it there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we found that. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. But when we were trying to get the interviews on video earlier, and um, we were having to wait because everyone, as you said, was just always busy, and it's finally a window to get in. And it's, it doesn't matter whether it's something, you know, oh, Ilford. Well, of course, Ilford are busy. But also, James Lane with his five ten pyro was busy. That's pretty niche. Steve Lloyd <laughs> was, you know, that poor hungover Max from Intrepid, always busy, looking very poorly earlier. That was quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been great to see. There's been a real buzz around the whole thing today. And also the difference versus like two years ago when we there were still analog presences, but they were so scattered. It, it felt like you were, mm. you were was here. Like people would go get lunch and then come and sit in the analog spotlight. <laughs> I think yeah. like that's compared to the rest of the show that was the difference it's like you had those central tables and it felt like a bit of a cafe vibe so you could just hang out there yeah. and you'd meet people and it's, it's one degree of separation isn't it you know for the analog crowd so before you know it if you're fresh to it you wouldn't suddenly meet everybody else there and that's so different compared to anything else at the show um, so yeah I think the setup is, is spot on for 
and that just, that kind of reflects analog photography full stop anyway isn't it you know, to... yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i was chatting to misha at the Ilford stand and this is the first time she's been to something like this and she's she's completely new to the analog photography world and it's like yeah everyone's just kind of nice and you'll just get along and meet loads of nice people i mean and it's not just bullshit it's like no that really is you kind of look around at all the people there and go no they're all nice people have fun you're going to enjoy this although what i did love about misha is the first time i spoke to her and this is also very analog photography we're talking and she's being absolutely wonderful and friendly and then hamish came over and michelle was like oh this is pic this is uh you know he has a pixelator or something like that which is like that's not quite what he has but sure and misha just looked up and went congratulations on your pixels and carried on <laughs> and I thought good level of abuse yes. <laughs> Hamish felt totally diminished immediately but in a lovely way and I thought yes well done Misha you are <laughs> welcome to <the> <laughs> exactly here's your badge <laughs> so yeah exactly people if people come like that can come along fit in feel welcome and then ultimately end up in a having a drink at, at Weatherspoons. is that success I don't know I'm doubting myself now <laughs> yes that's success that's success yeah exactly <laughs> Well, Paul, we'll let you get off now. Um, good luck trying to have a drink at Weatherspoons because uh, it's going to close shut. in four minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm, done. I'm done. Um, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon, no doubt, mate. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
and the calendars. I mean, there's lots of people getting film calendars for Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. It must be really nice for you, especially the way it's worked out with the time, because you've been working really hard on putting, always, obviously, well, you have to pick up the blue slack from well, Matt do, in particular. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you've seen who I have to work with, so. Oh, yeah. uh, we, Matt's here today. He's done basically nothing. Well, Whenever we. Anyway, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Whether he's actually here fully is different, but yeah, no different than usual. <laughs> but no. but you, you've been working hard getting all of this stuff for the new products together, doing all the work so that you can, so you can launch them. And to actually be able to launch it at a venue in person and speak to people and get that immediate feedback, not through social media, not through comps, but actually people seeing it and being able to go, oh, I like this. It must be really quite satisfying in a way you don't often get with your work. Yeah, I think it is. But I think for me, because we've been working on these like behind the scenes and we've always got stuff going on and obviously COVID put a huge spanner in the works. But things like the um, the calendar has been brought very, very quickly. We knew we had to get it out there for today. So it's been like, let's get this done. And it's been, do, do, yeah, move it, move it, move it. And But it is, it's been, you're always a bit nervous. It's like letting your baby out, isn't it? To see, you don't want people to go and go, oh, what's that? We'd never do that. It's, ru- it's rubbish. But we've not had it. Everyone's been really positive. And even about films, you know, we've talked to so many people and that they ask, what's this? Why Why would I shoot this over this? What's the difference between this and this? And we've had a couple of people ask for colour film. We've told them not to bother. So, <laughs> you know, someone's just given me a really good idea. Um, I can't remember who it was. And said, if we know of anyone that's bought a camera and because the disabled photographers have been sending people up for film, mm-hmm. Um, we need to tell them the camera they've just bought only takes black and white. So that's happening from tomorrow. So. Oh, yeah. Just takes black and white film, that camera. <clears throat> but it's nice, and it's nice to be able to chat to people, give them a bit of advice and, you know, start them off. And we've got a few images, some that Matt have shot, which are pretty nice, but I'd never admit that to his face. <laughs> um, one of mine on there. And just to, just to be able to show people what the films do. Mm-hmm. And we've got more of that because we've got... Matt's got a talk tomorrow on our films on the range is what it all means and I've got one on Monday as well so don't bother coming to that one <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's just been really nice and it's it's such a and we've said it before it's such a community and I think more than ever it's felt like it this time it's really felt like everyone's there everyone's supporting each other and we've seen people send people to other stands and which is what it should be like you know it's not a big there's not a lot of manufacturers in the be it camera, be it film, be it whatever. And I think for everyone to get on board and be friendly and have that support for each other is what makes it work and it's what makes it a good a good area community to be in. So although saying that I've done no social posting. There'll be nothing on the Ilford Photo account today because I forgot and I've been too busy. <laughs> so uh, I apologise. <laughs> yeah, and I mean for people coming in, because as you said, there have been lots of people coming who this might be a completely new thing for them. They might not be part, they might not have engaged with the analog community at all, but for this to be an entry point, to come in and kind of see, oh, this is, here is the community manifest, not an abstract thing online, but no, everyone's here, and look, there are all these people, and to see the way that it does all interact and the kind of people involved, I think it's great. Um, what sort of stuff are you finding people have been after today is it just tons of film it's paper selling what's going yeah, I mean film is obviously always going to be popular um, quite a lot of interest in the ortho still which is obviously the most recent one the calendars have gone well um, but chemistry paper paper's been steady we get we, we normally sell more paper 
towards the students as they come in. But we've had people come in, obviously, whatever they want, we don't have. We've not bought fibre with us. People have asked for fibre. But there has been a, a selection of the paper. But chemistry has been really popular, which says to us people are going more and more into developing their own stuff. Um, and we know that people have been going over to Patterson, buying kits, and then coming back and getting the chemistry. Yeah. So, and yeah, I think we're pretty much out of some of the chemicals on day one. We've got nowhere restocking, so once they're gone, they're gone. But, you I know. Like, during lockdown, a lot of people got into their own yeah, development, didn't they? So that that's clearly picked up a lot and people need to restock. Yeah, I think it is that. But we've seen people as well that have come like, we've seen people that have come with grandkids or with their kids and they're like, oh, I'm going to have a go at developing my films with them. And then we're going to get in the dark room and, and we're going to do this. And, we're, and it's like, you know, I've done it with my kids. And my 10-year-old thinks the dark room is magic. I mean, he loves doing, like, some prints. He loves developing film. And he'll sit on the, with the light uh, board and negatives on it. And he finds it fascinating. And I think kids, if you can kind of... They still believe in magic, don't they? So they see a print come up from what looks like a tray of water. And they're like, whoa, this is awesome. And it kind of blows their mind a bit. So, but you're right. Lockdown. So many people picked up developing their own who'd never done it before, which is why we had the simplicity kits and we did the videos online and obviously the Patterson kit that has everything in it. And we're hoping now we're starting to see that. I don't think we'd actually seen that build for paper up until recently, but now we're starting to see people going. I set up. Well, you set up a dark room, haven't you, Graham? Mm-hmm. You've got your own. You've got. You know, we're seeing people going. I set up my own dark room. I've. I've got a shed, I've converted it, I've converted my garage, I've got my equipment back out the loft, this is my space. And today I've probably spoken to over a dozen colleges and lecturers who were like, oh yeah, we're now offering photography, A-level degree courses that we weren't doing before, or GCSE even, and we've got dark rooms. And we've got custom-built dark rooms, whereas 10, 15 years ago, as we're closing our dark rooms, they're dangerous, and you're like, no, really they're not. And... It's just, I mean, for us, obviously, we're, we all print, Matt and I print in the dark room, not as much as we'd like, but it's so nice to see other people capturing that because I think it's a skill as well. Once you learn that, it's something that's with you always and there's nothing, there's nothing like it. You've got, you've got something tangible to hold and a memory and something to keep forever, haven't you? So, yeah. I was looking at, um, so around the photo show, there's lots of, images on walls aren't there there's like little galleries and exhibitions yeah. and stuff and there was like a black and white exhibition and the photos were great but it did remind me why I do darkroom prints because actually it doesn't match a darkroom print at all but sometimes it's, it's nice to put it in check and go oh yeah it is significantly different isn't it doing a darkroom this is print. why I print darkroom isn't it it was really nice when we were setting it we are talking to the guys from we are talking to Dan and Archie from Bright Rooms mm-hmm. Um, and they'd got a load of prints that Dan had hand printed as soon as he opened the box you get the smell and I was like "Ah, this is such a nice and they were all really nice fibre prints and you're right you don't get that on a you know you can get some awesome digital prints out there but it's not the same you can't go I've done this but I find I don't know if you every time I go in if I take a print into the dark room I can go back in with that same negative and I could print it the same way each time but I like what I've done I walk out Three months later, I'll be, oh, I could just do with a bit more in the sky, or I could just so, and it's nice to be able to go back and do that. And I find it more satisfying to do it in the dark room than I've ever done in Photoshop. I mean, I use Photoshop every day, obviously, for what I do, but yeah, it's it's just to do it in the dark room for me is a, a really big thing. And I think being able to share that makes 
what this show's about and share that love and talk to people who've got the same thing, you know, who enjoy the same stuff. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you've just just announced these three new not products, three new. Well, I suppose the one thing is a product. They're, they're three new products, all combinations of products. Um, as you said, yeah, enabled. And you're always working on stuff. So, what's next? <laughs> kind of knew this was coming yeah. yeah yeah what's next I could tell you but you know what's going to come next don't you I'd have oh, to shoot you yeah that's we, very let's just do. say please, please do shoot well, and then shoot Graham yeah. let's just there's loads of stuff we've actually got a meeting um, the week after the show about new products that's so all I can say. Is yeah <laughs> no uh, yeah at the moment we're, doing, we're going through some big system changes so nothing's going to happen for a few weeks and things like that but yeah we're talking about things we get asked for things all the time and some of them are <coughs> definitely more doable than others and some of them some of them are non-starter because we just we haven't got the equipment we haven't got the things but yeah th- there's some things we're cons- there's some things Matt and I are pushing and we get asked for a lot that we'd really like so watch this space <laughs> that's awesome to hear I mean the thing is, it's been over the last few years there's been a steady trickle of new stuff coming constantly and it's always exciting to see because it might not always be something that you're like oh I really really want that but there's always something you're, as you said you're always working on something new and oh, I think yeah, that's great that's awesome keeps us out of something, to something's got to something's got to well actually it doesn't keep us out of mischief at all does it let's be honest <laughs> but, not you know, really not it kind really. of well Michelle it's lovely getting to chat to you and it's been lovely catching up with you and Matt and Misha today. The triple M's. The tri- yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> triple M. Yeah. Is, is her, Misha's surname part? It's not, is it? No, she's Misha Love. Misha Love. What a great name. Misha great. Love. Oh Misha my God. Misha is awesome. She works in our health, um, health and safety department and she's just, yeah, she's brilliant. She's learned her product knowledge over the last couple of weeks. has just gone from zero to she's got pretty good knowledge probably got more than I have but so most people let's be honest so I wing it <laughs> no I'm joking but yeah she's done a fantastic job today I'm dead yeah really pleased with her it's been awesome well we'll let you go and I've continue enjoying your finish your gin it's lovely catching up and I hope we get to see you again soon thank you would you like me to send someone over oh it's all professional then oh yeah what well, this is the most professional this is it's impressive this is where I get serious yeah now, this is where we ask the searching questions, and now we're asking the searching questions to Steve Lloyd and Dave Gurney, chroma cameras. Yeah, it's, ah. it's not going to be professional. Gentlemen, how are you both after a busy day? I'm, I'm worn out, to be fair. How are you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm roughly well. Uh, it's going to be a change of shoes for tomorrow, I think. I, I, I'm all right walking, but standing in roughly the same place is... Uh, yeah, it's hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My knees, uh, my knees know about it. <laughs> Does your niece know about it? That's the question. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll phone my sister and, and I'll, say, can I'll say, can you pass on to my niece, yeah. Hannah? I'll say, can you pass on me? that I'm, I'm, I'm making um, but I don't think she'll be massively bothered I don't care, to be fair she just knows you're old so you've had a busy day here whenever we've wandered past there's always been people at your stand chatting away what have people been most interested in has there been any particular or has it just been a general like what the hell is all of this nonsense we had quite a few people that have said I've seen them online I've seen them on Instagram or wherever but I've not seen one seen one so they just want to try it hold it mm-hmm quite impressed how light things are it's like oh man and it looks very metallic the new 679 prints and things so it's been a mixed bag really hasn't it and yeah. a lot of people who've never looked at large format cameras before 
have come over and kind of wanted to pick it up and try it and just something new I think I think that, that's the thing and having a big bellows and go what the hell's that it sort of stands out and it's been good it's been busier than I thought which is nice yeah. <laughs> I mean I know speaking to people as well there was a few people who came over like, I know I know I've seen Chroma online I've seen the field cameras the technical cameras but but what what's this and and they were more interested in knowing about the like the 679 the medium format system and the like the different like the different ways that all all goes together and the different mm. options there yeah. yeah. Although Anil wanted a full system, he's like, "Can you source lenses and backs?" I'm like, "No, but okay." <laughs> so, wonder. Yeah. But this is always the thing with large format, isn't it? And it's it's been the question I think we've been asking since God, probably the first time we spoke to Max from Intrepid years and years ago. This thing of for somebody who is coming into it completely new, it's daunting because yeah. I mean, especially the lens, yeah. the lens thing. Like, okay. I don't understand any of it. It's yeah. not straightforward. It's not just oh, this was one size fits yes. all. It's all this, and um, but unfortunately, there's also no easy way of just yeah. getting around it. Um, obviously, Intrepid are here today. Uh, they're not even very far away from you. Did you? <laughs> have, has there been any you know West Side Story like standoffs <laughs> between you and Max? Well, me and Max did have flick knives out earlier. It, well, it did get a bit violent, yeah. but uh, no, Max is great. To be fair, I mean I've known him for a few years now, and. He's given me loads of advice, so I've never had a real, <laughs> real problem with Max. Trust that no, not at all. Was his advice throw yourself in the Mersey by any chance? Sometimes, <laughs> but lots of people tell me that, to be fair. He did say to make a transparent camera, I think he was having me on there. Like, I think there's a problem with that design. But uh, no, it's, um, it's always that kind of, I wouldn't even say it's a rivalry, it's not. It's, you know, I, I've, I've got massive respect for Max, I think I said this last time, and seeing where he's at now from starting, with the Kickstarter very much like I did and seeing how he's grown and even just some of the practice he's doing he was saying like his, his guys work sort of four day weeks but 11 hour days so they, they condense it all in so he was like oh you'll never go back after they get, everyone gets a Friday off every week and it's brilliant things like that and having that sort of experience where he is at now he's you know several years ahead of where we are now it's, it's great and having us close by is brilliant I think the whole analogue spotlight stand has worked really well I was well impressed with the setup of that and having that social space in the middle of the tables and the talks have been great as well today so it's been i'm, I'm made up without set up that's a good point you your stand is the closest to the talks yeah. whose has been the best i've got to be honest i'm really sorry i don't know a name but the girl at the end who uh, is alexandra alexandra who's autistic because my little girl is autistic as well and seeing her little standing little up are. yeah exactly they're perfect so seeing her stand up and do that talk and she's done a project on other people who are autistic and how they live their lives and some of them, how they got families or they're at university and as a parent of my girl who's 11 it's amazing to see and I went up and thanked her for doing it because it kind of gave me a view that how Chloe could be going forward so, so good so no disrespect to anyone else doing the talks that was the one that really stood out for me from a personal point yeah. of view not you know photography great images as well and the work that she's done she was saying she's hoping to put it into a book so I'm going to catch up with her in a bit and see when she does if I can get one it'd be great to have that as a you know we've gone through me and my wife have gone through a lot of challenge with schools and things like that so as you know so it's um, having that kind of I wouldn't say recognition but understanding so many people try to but just don't get it and having that way so her talk was amazing I thought that was great and just seeing her up there doing this so she said she was dead nervous before and you know talking to 40 strangers it's not everyone's gobby like me and just talk to anyone but um, it, it was good so that was a, a nice surprise I didn't expect to see that here you know we all, we all talk cameras we all talk film and 
Paul got up and talking about photography and James was up talking about the developer. I think it was great. <coughs> that was a nice kind of unexpected for me, that talk. It's really good. Great, like, cameras and geeky talk is all great, yeah. but photography, the bigger picture of yeah. it, is really important as well. There's, there are other reasons yeah. why it's, we it's take photos. Life, yeah, so that, that's yeah. a wonderful thing. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was great, yeah. I thought that. Absolutely, yeah. I listened to quite a bit of that talk yeah. and it was... It was really powerful, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was, it was great. What she's, what she's done. It was quite emotional talking to her. To be fair, as a, as a parent, kind of thing, seeing that, what she's done. So that, that, that was well, well made up with that. Is this something quite special? Because I think in the past, it's not one of the things you expect to come to the photography show and see something that you weren't expecting no. to see. And I think that's the great thing about the energy of the analog zone is that. You, you don't know what you're going to find yeah. there. I mean, Crumbs, on your stand alone, you don't know what you're going to find. Because <laughs> I don't know all the time. No, no, because there's umpteen bits of different <laughs> stuff. So give us a quick run-through of everything that you had on your... A quick run-through. How long What was it, your one metre by one metre stand? Today? It's the best kitchen unit you've ever seen. Um, all right, well, we've got three camera systems now. No, four camera systems now. So we've got the Carbon Adventure which you know about Graham, which yeah, is yeah. my our kind of top model. Controls for everything. It's a very funky camera. It does everything. It extends out to 400 mil. It's got replaceable backs, so we can do four, five, five, seven. I'm working on a 617. So there's all these kind of modular set up with the carbon. It's brilliant, personally. I think it's great. And then we've got the snapshot, which is the handheld four by five. I did love when you mentioned it. It's a handheld and you're holding it next to Claire. Went, Claire's hands are never holding it. <laughs> it was nearly as big as Claire, bless her. It, it, it's, you know, arm held for some people, but I did have a fallout with someone. I was saying this before yeah, on one yeah. of the Facebook groups because Steve Dowling wrote an article on Cosmo about snapshot and, and shared it on the group. I can't remember which group it was. I won't name names. And um, it was like a oh, handheld four by five and the admin of the group properly saw his arse over it and he was adamant it wasn't handheld. It was misadvertised as handheld. So me being me obviously stood back and didn't respond, but then responded. And uh, I was like, it's got a grip. It's handheld. You literally hold it. He's like, no, it's false advertising. You're misleading people. You shouldn't be doing that. And he wouldn't have it. God knows why. I was like, well, have you used a speed graphic? Yeah. Is that handheld? Yeah. So he ended up kicking me out of the group, basically. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, obviously, but come, Claire's back. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Everyone take cover. People want to know where the plan is for sit after six. So, uh, <laughs> everybody listening. with me. Um, I think we're going to try heading over to the, um, the resort. And see what's there. The resort, what's the resort, resort world? world. Yeah. It's a short walk over there. Bar, bars, world. restaurants. Yeah. 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 Casino. Okay. If you yeah. So that's where we're going to head to. The resort world. The resort world, and see, and go over there and see what we can find over there. Okay. But yeah, so if you go out that door, it's straight heading, opposite. It's directly opposite okay. of the resort yeah. world. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now back to this. Yeah. Where were we? Snapshot. Um, snapshot. Yes. Yeah, sorry. So yeah. So the snapshot is a handheld. Whatever people say, it's handheld, uh, large format same backs as the field cameras so you've got as much functionality roll film backs sheet film and then we've got the uh, 679 which is our uh, medium format size um, product if you like so that's got uh, two different lens mounts you've got Mamiya Press and you've got standard helicoid mount like a snapshot so for your large format lenses and then it has obviously magnetic um, obviously obviously I've got shares in magnets um, <laughs> if you it, can't pinch your fingers on it it's not exactly you're not camera. trying are you so that's got various backs so I we make adapter backs for 
Mami RB holders, Mami Press holders, Kiev 88, Hasselblad original A series. Uh, and we've, today we've brought along, I've got an X Pan format, 35mm roll film back. We've got a, a new 6x12 back, and I've got a new Instax Mini back. So they're all built in house by us. Um, so we've got a wide range of backs, so again, you can mix and match your lenses, so you can hold your large format. I've got a Schneider 47 on one of them there, and I can put an Instax back on that, or I can switch to 6x9 and things like that. Um, all those backs are also compatible with the large format cameras. I've got a plate to put those magnetic backs onto those, so you've got this interchangeable family of cameras. So the 679 went down really well, didn't it, today? Oh, yeah. People That's really cool. like that because it's, it's neat and it's small and there's grips you can add and things. And it's just a nice, small size handheld camera. And then lastly, we've introduced the, today the Simple 4.5, which is a Simple 4.5. Funny enough, it's, um, it's a little bit of a hark back to the Kickstarter camera, which is the advanced 4.5, but what it's got is the fixed rear body. So it doesn't have rise and fall on the back, uh, swings or anything like that. So it's a nice, fixed, simple 90mm, uh, 90 degree back front is all uh, the same rise tilt shifts um it's got fixed bellows like that and it, it extends from 65 to 285 mil so it covers a nice wide range and it's aluminium based so it's it's a nice relatively lightweight entry level field camera now so that's 280 pound as a as a weigh in um they're all black which you know is a change for me um, <laughs> like like the ford model t any color you yeah, want as long as, long as it's black, black that's yeah. fine yeah, yeah. black bellows uh matte black acrylic it's got the same back as the the carbon and the snapshot so it's all interchangeable standard graph lock holders um folds down it's about 1300 grams so it's nice and light for what it does um it's 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 probably two-thirds of th the thickness of a carbon when it's folded down so I'm, I'm trying to kind of fill that gap in my lineup of a of a, an entry level field camera basically so um we've we say we've just launched that today so that's that's out there now ready to order from the site which is chroma.camera Chroma.camera, camera yeah there's there's so much stuff. basically if you can think of it steve has probably made or is making it funnily enough <laughs> that that's the cameras yeah we've also got our wet play holders the chromographica uh -huh. holders so there we've got stock of those here this weekend so they're four five five seven and eight by ten wet plates and they're all 3d printed holders um and i don't have them with me but i also do the chromographica double dry plate holders which I do with Jason Lane, who is Pictoria Graphica yeah. with the, the dry plates. Yeah. So we've kind of covered a lot of bases, yeah. I think. We certainly tried to. So I think that's where we're at. I think that's everything, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still waiting for the Steve Lloyd clothing line to kick off. What's happening with that? Uh, yeah, we've got a few there. We I, I don't know if anyone's ever known about that, but yeah, we talked about it, didn't we, a while back? I do. Yeah, so that was basically the... Um, Photographers, what, what, what did we call it? Was the um, the utility jacket? That was it. So it's essentially a, a soft shell jacket with various four by five size pockets for holders, without looking like a Olympics photographer with your yeah. field vest on. It's not a photo vest. Um, no, and then it's got Disappointing. yeah a detachable dark cloth hood like integrated. So the idea is you could fit the dark cloth around your camera and detach it from your cam uh, from your jacket, so it looks like a jacket you go out and wear as well. Um, it's it's there. It's it's kind of another one that might come. I've COVID kind of put paid to the manufacturer I was working with, so I've been sort of it's, I haven't had enough time for everything else. So that it, it will come, I think. I'd like to. I think it's got 
something in it. You know me. I have a lot of products that sometimes don't come to market. I've got several <laughs> At the cupboards very full. Least you could just wear it to shows like this, couldn't you? Yes. To, to hold products. In. Exactly. You can walk around with your holders. I think so. It's um, yeah. I, I actually like the jacket, and I, I didn't know I could design clothes, but it turns out I can. <laughs> I think the jewelry's still very much out there. We, we will wait to see if this ever hits the market. Well, <laughs> Steve, Dave, it's been a delight catching up with you today. Thanks, Good luck with the next three days. Thank you. And we'll catch you guys again soon. Cheers, guys. The after hours continues, and uh, it's now after hours, after dark, and outside because that's just how we roll. We are sat on a log with a cog, with a cog on a log, and uh, that's not going to make any sense to anybody. No, you had to be here to know. Um, and as regular listeners will recognise his dulcet tones already, joined by the one and only Hamish Gill. How you doing, buddy? Well, I've spent most of the day being a massively grumpy arsehole. <laughs> and now I've had a few drinks, so I'm all right, I think. <laughs> Standard business practice, Hamish. I, I mean, I feel like sometimes you feel like you have a reputation you live up to, need to live up to, and uh, is that what oh, it's yeah, about? It's a, it's, a, it's a total persona. Yeah, I never, never, ever, ever in real life a grumpy arsehole. In, in real life, I'm a happy-go-lucky, mm. friendly, chirpy. I mean, we've spent time together, you know, up and down from the north, taking... But you've, you, you know, I was always cheerful, so... Basically, like, yeah, like a, a pixie on Stardust. That's yeah, what that's I think it, about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a happy... I can't think of anything. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, does not have any synonyms for happy because it's just not a lot no. word. So, you're here, you've got your unit on the analog spotlight with the pixelator. Is that the right word? It's a unit? Hamish is a unit and he has a unit. That's what we say. I think they're called pods. All right, Hamish has a pod, but he's still a unit. That's the thing we need to remember. He's the H unit. That's how his friends call him. Um, How's it been? Has Pixelator been received by the masses today? Uh, Yeah, pretty good. I think if we do sell as many as we've sold today, then it will definitely be worth while doing it which is <laughs> which is good <laughs> you know from a purely business point of view uh, but yeah it's good uh, we've had a uh, uh, we've had a couple of people say things along the line of along the lines of this is the, like the thing that I've been looking for um you know for ages and you know this this answers question answers all of my questions and all this sort of stuff so it's it's <laughs> it's nice actually you know, meet. Obviously, we just sell on the internet usually, so it's nice meeting people and seeing people's reactions to it. And they go, and then people are saying, you know, it's well, that's actually a genuinely, really simple solution. There was a guy from um, Digital Camera World, and he said something like, "It's one of those things that it's weird to think that nobody invented it before." Mm. I was like, "Yeah, I, I like that. that <laughs> I like that a lot. It feels like that to me. Like when I came up, when I had the idea, I was like, there's nothing like, and there certainly wasn't anything like this at the time.'" So it's nice that you know people see it and think that of it. That's quite gratifying, I suppose. And the, quite a lot of people coming through the analog spotlight today. Did you find that a lot of the people there were people who were already familiar with it, who were coming to see what it was like, or was it a completely new thing that people hadn't seen before and quite taken aback by, or a mixture of both? Or pixelators specifically, or the, yeah, the sta- yeah, um, yeah, definitely a mixture of both. So I had we had quite a few people who were. Come up to the stand and sort of look up and down and just go, "What? What's this?" And then we, you know, give them the, give them the, the, the talk about what it was. Um, but yeah, a lot of, and, and quite a few people had seen our ads online, you know, 
months back and been numbing an Ari. Uh, one lady who, I think she bought it as a birthday present for herself, ended up buying practically one of everything, which was <laughs> quite nice. Have all, all the bits. Um, and she'd seen it advertised, I think, and but not been entirely sure about it. And then when she saw it in real life, she was like, oh, yeah, no, I can see that. that that's that's what I need. So, so yeah. yeah, definitely a bit of both. It's been good. And because you, you've got a new gate today for it, right? You're, you're showing off something new for it as well today. So we, yeah, so... W- I like to go to these things apparently with prototypes of stuff. <laughs> Coming soon in 2025. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> After <laughs> dark aeroplane. After dark outside aeroplane. Uh, it's not really there. We're just adding this audio foley for effect. You say it's not really there. Where is it? <laughs> My guess is up somewhere. Real brightness in the aeroplane. Um. So yeah, so the thing that we were, the new thing that we were showing off was a uh, an adapter that lets uh, you join the Veloy film holders to the Pixelator frame and diffuser. So we we have we are uh, Veloy are obviously a direct competitor of ours, mm-hmm. um, but um, we decided to make an adapter between the two companies. We decided to make an adapter. Uh, so they would work together the certain USPs that Veloy has and that Pixelator has and by sort of combining the two it's yeah it's it's a pretty solid collaboration really so I think yeah obviously most people would think collaborating with a direct competitor would be a bit nuts but actually it saves me the investment of um, you know remaking hiring a hitman yeah well yeah (laughs) (laughs) saves me the investment of basically remaking the things that they've made um, and it kind of builds on an already positive relationship that we have. I encourage them to bring it to market in the in the first place. So we we're sort of quite pally. So. What um, specifically is their product that adapts to the Pixelator? So the so Veloy is the way their film holders work is that they have a uh, an injection molded plastic component that sits on a a, a sort of a um, a, a metal. Housing and the metal housing has um, a, a sort of a, a mechanism that you, you turn oh. to pull the film through the plastic injection molded plastic bit. So what Pixelator offers is essentially a lower cost base. So their their mechanism bit is quite expensive, mm-hmm. um, and its USP is that it has a, a wheel for pulling the Ooh. film through. Um, where if, so if you take that plastic bit off the top of theirs and put it on the adapter and put that adapter on the top of Pixelator, you can still pull the film through by hand, mm-hmm. but Pixelator brings the advantage of having a built-in diffuser, and then with the mask that we have, you have completely masks off all extraneous light. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it that's 35mm only? No, so 35mm and 120 So their holders are 35 mil and 120 they've got simon forced to make some other bits and pieces for them in, in the same way he does for me um but yeah their their focus is 35 mil and 120 obviously ours is sort of with the gates is kind of more adaptable or whatever um but yeah they so that that sort of film holder that they have and the, the beauty of theirs is that it doesn't touch the surface of the film or where the image part of the film is um and it also curves the film in such a way people can't see what I'm doing with my fingers. <laughs> Which it curves is just the, as well. the film in such a way um, that the film stays. If you bend the film twice in the way that it does, 
in the same way that some film backs do. It holds the film flat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, really cle- it's a really clever design. So it doesn't rely on pressure to hold the film flat. It, it relies on bending the film in such a way that it undoes the natural yeah. sort of natural curve sure. of the film. Um, so yeah, so those, those bits are like 30 euros or something like that. We haven't fixed the price that we're going to sell them for, but that 30 euro bit and the adapter that Simon Forster makes will fit on the top of our pixelator for like, like 30, 45 quid or something like that. And it just means that people who have a high throughput of film can get that and use, but still use pixelator as a base without having to have the, the turny knobby thing. That, you know, people, some people like to have that, the turny dial to pull the film through. But um, for my money, I'm just quite happy to pull it through my fingers. It doesn't. The turning knob's nice, but it doesn't. It doesn't really make any difference to the, you know, to the to the process. <coughs> you can just pull it through your fingers. Um, what's been? I don't know whether you've had much chance to go and mooch around the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well. No, I did. No, that's a lie. I did. Uh, unfortunately, I went to have a mooch around the show, and I missed. Um, there was a. Uh, a woman who was going to do a talk that I met. This sounded really interesting. So she's got a photography product. She's autistic a product. She has a project, I should say. She's an autistic person with who photographs autistic people, and mm-hmm. she did a talk about that. And of course, I buggered off and walked around the show and got stuck talking to Paul from MS Hobbies. I think it is about mm-hmm. Minox cameras because ah. you know that's the <laughs> sort of thing. You, yes, yeah, you did. Um, where I saw you, uh, and then got back, and she just bloody finished the talk it's the only talk you know, with respect to everybody else it was the only talk that I was like oh that sounds actually really interesting funny enough it sounds really interesting because I'm doing a video for a char- uh, an autistic a charity that supports autistic people in two weeks so I was thinking oh this is great not only does that sound interesting but this might actually be relevant to this piece of work that I'm doing in a couple of weeks um, and totally missed it yeah. so that I think would have been my highlight <laughs> had I been there Steve Lloyd was literally just saying that that was his highlight um, yeah and the, there was some um, there was a, uh, a stand over the way um, these uh, two women that got um, uh, an awesome actually looking tripod I'm going to go and buy one I think and they were telling me how bloody brilliant it was as well I was like oh fantastic the one thing I wanted to see and I missed like, and now everybody's telling me how great it is it's great that that was on the analogue spotlight area you know, it wasn't a talk as like just kind of gets lost in all the other stuff. That yeah, was yeah. specifically part of the analog area. And I think that's really interesting because that helps expand the potential of what can exist at, at the show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, all of this talk about this great talk that we all missed um, might be frustrating for listeners, but I did call her Alexandra. She is going to be joining us on the podcast very soon because I absolutely want to hear what she has to say as well. So look forward to that upcoming very soon. She seems like a pretty cool young lady and I'm really looking forward to that conversation she, she ironically she and her I think it was her must have been her parents came over to us and were asking Paul who she's I think she's done something for, for Paul or something and um, they were asking him about what digital camera to buy to do vlogs and Paul's like I don't know anything about digital cameras speak to Hamish so I ended up talking to her about mm. digital camera equipment <laughs> bring the tone down Hamish. yeah yeah um before we let you go, Hamish, I know you sort of tried to diffuse the fact that you've had much to do it, but you are a key part of the analog spotlight happening. You were there helping push it along and hooking up the um, photography show people with the analog creators and the people who are here today. This is the first time you've seen it actually happen physically, you know, the, the digital ones that happened last year and earlier in this year. Not quite the same. How do you feel it's gone? Uh, yeah, I mean... I, it, there was, I mean, everybody said, 
It can't be done. Uh, no. Everybody. <laughs> it shouldn't be done. It shouldn't be done. Everybody said that there was a really nice kind of buzz and a really nice atmosphere on the stand. Obviously, being there, like I was aware, of, I felt aware of that. There was lots of people talking to lot, lot. It, it just, it, it was a really nice hub. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of people all sat around chatting. There's little areas of the, the sort of um, the bistro tables and chairs and the, the talk. Basically, the, it was really nice because, without wanting to sound smug, what I had in mind when I, re, when I like two and a half, three years ago, and went and spoke to Ruth um, and, and Andrea about how I thought it should be was basically exactly how it was. And I think... Not to say that my original idea was perfect, but I think that they took what I said and then what eventually when Paul got involved and what we collectively said to them, they've taken that and, and absolutely nailed it. I think it was, yeah, I was, I thought it was really good. I thought, yeah, and I, I don't, you know, I don't think I can take a lot of credit for it because actually all we did was connect them with the right people. But yeah, there is a little bit of me who was like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm pretty pleased with this. This is this is what this is what when I kind of envisaged this, how many years ago it was before 2019, I think 2000 and no, the 18, I think 2018, 18, yeah. When I originally spoke to them, yeah, that was what I had in mind, and that was what they that was what they did, and and did it, you know, it was not we had that little you know the area with the talks and the bistro tables and the stands. It was yeah, it was. The only thing that I needed was somewhere to put my empty cardboard boxes. And they said to me there was a three by three meter square space that I could leave boxes and there wasn't that, so it's just some boxes on the side of the stand. So total fail with the analyst polite is what oh, we're saying because Hamish had nowhere for his cardboard boxes. It's yeah, always cardboard boxes with you. First of all, you don't have I, cardboard boxes. Now I've got them, I've got nowhere to put them. <laughs> always with the bloody cardboard boxes. I wouldn't have needed anyway to put the cardboard boxes if I could have been asked to come up the, yesterday or the day before to set up my stand. But nah, I thought I'd just sod it. I'll just turn up on the day. It'll be fine. <laughs> Shit, there's nowhere to put my boxes. Sleep poor. You have to deal with all your mess, as always, I suspect. Well, dude, thank you very much. Lovely catching up with you. Enjoy the next three days of... I'm not here tomorrow. Enjoy the next two days. <laughs> Enjoy some days. Poor yeah. job. Not fair, is it? <laughs> all right, catch you later, Hamish. Cheers. Okay, next up on the cog log. <laughs> the cog log, look, there's a log, oh, there's a cog on the end. Welcome to the cog log. Welcome to After Dark Cog Log. Uh, it's a friend of the show, friend of us all, Alex Purcell. How are you doing, Alex? How many rums into the evening are you? I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not, yeah, I don't know, it's not Pass really. <laughs> it's, yeah. So no there's a slim chance Alex might pitch backwards off the cog log at some point. This might not be usable. That's how many rums I've had. <laughs> You've heard our podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've heard oh, last shit. week's podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Can it I be did. much worse? <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. Go on. Uh, you came up this morning, Alex, from Swansea, uh, long odd drive. Have you had a good day here? Yeah, I've had a really good day. Yeah. Good to see everybody. There's lots of people I haven't seen for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. There's been, there was a really good turnout. I mean, we've spoken obviously so far to a lot of the um, community, I guess, businesses really, haven't we? Hamish and Steve and everybody like that. But there was a really good turnout of just members of the community who don't have a, a, a financial stake in the analog photography. Right, yeah. Loads of them, haven't we? Um, unfortunately, many of them I saw briefly during the day, and then they've 
just didn't see them again. Hillary and Dunstan and Paul and Ben and various other people who went, oh, hi, how are you? Great. And then, oh, see them later. And then just gone. gone. Just gone. Like that. Yeah, it's really nice. People like Hillary who have, um, you know, a great sort of effort to come here just to kind of enjoy meeting up with people for such a short period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know Hillary had to get back to Manchester, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just worth doing as a sort of social kind of... Yeah, it's been really nice. And it's been lovely having the Analog Spot as a hub for the social get-together part of it because it's somewhere that everyone can gravitate to and then they, they split off from there and go and look around yeah. whatever and else. And this, with things. the backdrop of... Uh, a global pandemic where mm. nobody's seen anyone for so long it's like yeah this is a um, really valued opportunity to kind of see these people it's kind of feels rare at the moment doesn't it yeah absolutely you've been to the photography show before uh, in general how does this year compare with previous years um it's probably it feels like a the tenth of the uh, general um, attendance but in terms of the film community and the people that I know through the podcast and uh, you know it's pretty well represented I don't think we've been decimated in the same way that the perhaps the digital crowd that come here have been because mm. you walk around and it looks pretty empty but uh, yeah I mean I'm enjoying the, the sort of same level of social fun that I kind of get out of it most years so I think we're a more brave group of <laughs> de- demographic than that, the, perhaps the digital crowd. Clearly what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been talking about this with other people <laughs> and that feeling of, I mean, the, the show is in a smaller hall this year, isn't it? It's not just me. The, whole, the, the space that it's physically occupying is smaller as yeah, well, I think right? right I think. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, they have allowed more space between stands, which is great. But so in the... I haven't done a. I haven't walked around the whole thing, but also I feel like maybe I have walked around the whole thing, and it's just smaller than I was expecting. Whereas before, I got lost a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite glad that that hasn't happened. Um, what did you think of the analog spotlight? Much talked about before we got here, but it was great. It was um, hearing about it. Uh, I imagine sort of kind of cubicles given over to the different kind of. You know, companies and things um, but it was very uh, open kind of open plan kind of uh, atmosphere to it so it was nice it was it looked a lot better than I was expecting mm-hmm. any highlights that you've seen today what what really caught you and have you spent any money always a good question have no, you spent any money I haven't really no um, nothing <laughs> two, two pound on a cable release that was it oh yeah you got a super long cable release didn't you yeah. um, how long no. is this cable release it's what 15 I, I think it's about 50, 50 meters. meters it's like the it's one that, pump. Uh, it's like the one that I've got only um, <laughs> I couldn't spend money this week I, I've just had a disastrous uh, automobile <laughs> week so. <laughs> that's very sad so yeah no that wasn't an option but yeah I was quite glad to find something that it, uh, was useful what are you going to use it for um well, I suppose it's it, uh, large format selfies, I guess. That's what's going to turn out as. As much as the world isn't asking for that and isn't ready for it, that is probably what it's going to turn into. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see it happening. I think, you know, he, he's not, seen Claire's work. He's been inspired by it. I think we're going to get more of that. He's seen my... Not your topless selfies. It's not what it's... Well, I mean... That was the last time you I, I don't want to set the bar too high for you right from the get-go, Alex. Um, if... 
you hadn't been uh, financially curtailed this week by uh, unreliable vehicles. Was there anything that you saw today that you were like, mm, if yeah. I had the money, yeah, there was. What would it have been? Um, the Pinster. Oh yes. Yeah, the uh, pinhole camera where you develop the uh, paper or film within the 4x5 camera that looked very cool the guy who owns the company who was demonstrating it today yeah. was seemed really nice and yeah I, that was something I would definitely support if we could um, what else is there uh, the pyro developer I keep hearing more and more about that the more I hear about it it just seems great but you know mm-hmm. That might be because you always hear about it from James, who's yeah, he's <laughs> angelic prolific. About yeah, it. absolutely, he really is. <laughs> yeah. And with good reason, it seems pretty cool as well. Yeah, it, it does. It seems awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess those. I would have spent an awful lot of money in the disabled photographer's stall as well. If I would you though see? I listen. This might sound like heresy, but and admittedly, when I wandered past the disabled photographer's stall, it was quite late in the day. We went to pry Claire away from it before she before she bought something that she absolutely didn't need but um, I don't know whether it's just me or whatever it is but I kind of looked at everything there and went I don't need any of this stuff um, there were you know lots of box cameras lots of other yeah. bits but I don't know is it no, I, actually yeah I know what you mean but there were I'm definitely lacking a decent tripod mm-hmm. and they had loads of tripods there which I didn't even look at because I just thought no I need a decent tripod that, that you have independent control over the legs instead of them being bound by that mm-hmm. little brace thing halfway down. Um, so yeah, I could have done with that. I did see a few old cameras that I would have quite liked. So yeah, I would have could have quite easily spent some money there. But I don't, I don't mean you look at a store like that, and I think of my uh, IKEA shelves at home, which just look horrendous because they're stuffed full of mm-hmm. old shitty cameras. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I know there is that sort of. Um, I just think of the bollocking I'll get from my wife <laughs> if I go home. Yeah, and there we yeah. have it. It's not about the car. It's not about being yeah. sensible. It's about not wanting to get in yeah, trouble. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I do that anyway. So yeah, I can avoid that. And I bought a guitar this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. It's all coming out. Yeah, now, re- this is really. This will be your, your telecast. You bought a telecast. Yeah, I this did. Week. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah that. Yeah, so I kind of I'm I'm amazed I came actually because I couldn't drag myself away from it. I messaged the seller of it saying, "Have you got any tips for actually leaving for work in the morning after buying a guitar?" Because I played until two in the morning and then I got up at six and played until uh, like half past nine when I should have been working eight. You should have brought it with you. I should have done. We could have sat around the log. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. Oh my god! Just it's a it's a proper guitar. It's amazing. It's a proper guitar. Well, yeah. Alex, you're back here tomorrow, aren't you? I am, yeah. yeah. Any plans for what we're going to do with you here tomorrow? No, no not, idea. Not Every year I come here, I think of the possibility of heading in towards Birmingham and you know, doing a bit of, mm-hmm. I don't know, just taking some shots around an unfamiliar city. Um, it hasn't worked out yet because there's always too much to kind of draw me away from that idea. So, I don't know, maybe I'll do that tomorrow, I'm not sure. Yeah. On the disabled photographer's standard, they bring out fresh stock yeah, all every the time. day. They keep bringing oh, out do new they? stuff. Yeah. Well, that's dangerous, isn't it? It is, yeah. It keeps you going back. So you yeah. might buy something tomorrow. Quite though. possibly, yeah. <laughs> I could be in loads of shit. Yeah. Well, mate, we will leave you to get back to your many, many uncountable rums. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, it's lovely to see you again. It's a pleasure. Good to see you. <sighs> right. <laughs>
Okay, this is gonna sadly be the last after hours, after dark, on the cog log. Now raining, um, <laughs> recording. Um, but let's finish on a good one. Stephen Dowling, Cosmo Photo. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, I'm three pints in, so uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, lugubrious, I think is the word, probably. Probably not, but um, <laughs> we've caught you here to drag you out in the rain when you have just ordered food, so we'll, we'll keep this brief, but how's your day been? Actually, let's, more importantly, for how your day has been, because the answer to that might not be great, um, how is the Kickstarter proceeding? How did it all go? Where is Agent Shadow at? Uh, Agent Shadow's uh, looking uh, on course, uh, slightly later than I hoped, um, but this is the nature of manufacturing. Um, so I think uh, the people will start seeing film third week of October uh, and then the rest of uh, the rewards will follow after that. Uh, if you're listening to this, you can pre-order the film if you miss the Kickstarter via the Cosmophoto shop. Uh, so that's what I've been um, uh, trying to manhandle into people's hands as they want to pass the, the booth uh, today. Uh, and there's, you know, there's been quite a bit of interest. Um, yeah, it's been a lot more people at the show than I thought, which is good. Because uh, I, I wondered if people would be a bit sort of reticent to come to something like this uh, after 18 months odd of lockdown. Um, it's a bit like sort of sporting occasions. It's like are people wanting to spend time with 10,000 other people. Turns out, yes, uh, even if they are sort of geeky photographers, uh, you know, they're, they're up for sort of milling about and asking questions, which is what we want. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a good day. You enjoyed it? I've, I've enjoyed it, yeah. I've, I've, I've tried to remain interesting whilst... Uh, <laughs> you have remained. Whilst, whilst sort of uh, plugging the, the Cosmo Photo oeuvre. And you had on your stand today. You had the uh, you had the briefcase. Yep. Uh, uh, I guess the early production model of the briefcase. It's the prototype of the, the briefcase. Prototype of the that briefcase I, uh, that I spent hundreds of pounds on. Hundred, literally hundreds. Of pounds. Literally hundreds of pounds. <laughs> so it's a very precious thing. And a couple of people are like, "Oh, can I take this?" It's like, "No, <laughs> no, you fucking can't." <laughs> five hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, for five hundred pounds, maybe we can talk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's people have been sort of intrigued, and it's just been nice sort of showing people. I've got a, a little binder full of um, some really nice uh, prints that were made by Bayer which is a, a wonderful lab in London, so I'll give them a shout-out. They, um, they made some prints of the, the tester pics from people like Rob Andrews, London Camera Project, Starla Little and Anthony Rue in the US, who um, said, yeah, use our pictures, you know, get some prints made. So to describe the film was one thing, but to actually say, well, here's some prints made from the pictures... People go, oh, that looks good. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. So I think, I think I'll s see some pre-orders from that because people have actually seen something tactile and you know dem demonstrable. So yeah, it's been good. It's you can't do this online. You can't see the sort of oh, okay, yeah, sure. It's like when you're actually stood two feet away from them, you sort of see the shift from maybe to oh, I'm yeah. going to buy this, yeah. which is great. You were saying that you went to France as well last week. What yes, was so I, I went to Bievre, uh, which uh, the 
International Photo Fair at Bievre, um, which is a, a photography festival, but also the biggest camera fair in Europe, uh, which is usually something like 200 stalls selling uh, used cameras. And there's a very small uh, new goods market, which I was part of, thanks to Lomig from Filmwashi, sort of uh, coercing me in a good way to come along. I've always wanted to go to the fair, but as a punter to buy cameras. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. I sold 300 rolls of film almost without trying. That's so awesome. yeah, it was it was good. And then spent a fair chunk of the profits on obscure East German cameras, <laughs> okay, as, well, as is my want. Less, less great, <laughs> but you know, still pretty great. Still pretty great. Well, we know you've got food coming. Um, it's raining. It's raining. Now. It's really fucking raining. It's dark. <laughs> it's raining quite heavily. The we're, we're sat here in log. So I think this is going to be our sign off from the photography show 2021. I think so, yeah, unless we get anybody else inside. But I'd say this is it. I think this is it. So uh, from myself, from John. John. Yep. Myself. <laughs> well, from Stephen. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, excellent. Are you, are you staying around for a bit? Um, I don't know. Is that done? No. Oh, Thanks to everyone who gave up some of their well-earned downtime to come and chat to us in the evening. And of course, a huge thanks to Aid, Claire, and especially John, who gave up so much of their time to do this this year at the photography show. There were so many people we wanted to talk to, we just didn't get a chance to, but I guess there's always next year. Hope you've enjoyed our coverage of the photography show. We'll be back soon with your regularly scheduled Sunny 16 podcast.